It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is the Locked On Auburn Podcast, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. Presented by Fetch Me. I want to give a shout out to our friends at Fetch Me. They're run by an alum of Auburn. If you go looking for a local company to deliver mouth-watering food in less than 40 minutes, then you need to go to Fetch Me. I have to say everyone here at the podcast, me, Zach Blackerby, Michael Pappas, Longtime users of Fetch Me, and Fetch Me clearly has the best loyalty program, the longest delivery hours, the greatest selection of anything you want, and most of all, they guarantee that your food is just like it is at your favorite restaurant, except it comes to you. This is why we say on the podcast that you're definitely not like Grubhub, DoorDash, or any of the other delivery services in town, because Fetch Me employees truly live to change the delivery experience by partnering with local restaurants to ensure each order is delicious, accurate, timely, and that you have a great experience. Check out Fetch Me at FetchMeDelivery.com and use promo code FetchMe20 for your first delivery free. Michael, how's it going? Zach, I'm pretty good. Um, I was wrong about what the spread was going to be on the Georgia-Auburn game, but that's fine. And the game went really well. So, uh, And you, you didn't think Auburn was going to cover? I didn't. I, I thought... I thought this was going to be a close game. Uh, Anthony Edwards, you know, his his reputation precedes him. But that's just kind of, that's it. That's all they got. And that showed. And they shut him down. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even stuff that Auburn couldn't really control. I mean, even him shooting from the charity stripe. It's yeah. just, he wasn't good. He was not a good basketball player on um, on Saturday. But Auburn had a lot of good basketball players on Saturday. They won 82-60. to 60. Auburn extends its streak now to 15-0. And it's wild. I mean, you have uh, you have San Diego State chanting, we want Auburn at the end of their game. I mean, people want to play Auburn in basketball. It's wild. Yeah, I was talking to someone. Um, we were watching the tail end of the San Diego State game, or, or maybe the middle, whatever. We were watching part of the San Diego State game, and they were like, they're... And, and I said that it's much, much more likely that San Diego State, you know, finishes the season undefeated or, or last, is the last undefeated team than Auburn, mm-hmm. and and they were like, "What you think we're gonna lose before?" Before yeah. San Diego State, I was like, "Yeah, yeah." San Diego State plays in the Mountain West, unless they've got to go to Hawaii on like Tuesday night, right? I mean, Auburn's got to go to Tuscaloosa and they got to go to Gainesville the next two. Like, that's tough. That's tougher than anything they're gonna yeah. do for the rest of the year. So, but yeah, I mean, look, rewinding back to Saturday, Auburn students were not thrown off by the the time change of the mm-hmm. game. They were not thrown off by the weather. Saw pictures of students posting stuff on Twitter and Facebook of long lines. Four thirty in the morning. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. And then Bruce Pearl arrived with biscuits, and it's just crazy the culture change of all of. Them. I mean, those Bruce-kits. people love him. Brusquets is that what they were calling him? <laughs> That's what I saw it on Twitter. That's not good. Uh, come on. <laughs> That's bad. From a guy who loves cheesy puns. That's not good. Brusquets, come on, come on. <sighs> The game followed the uh, the FCS National Championship preview show, and that was like some of the most cringeworthy like sports production I've ever seen. I guess it was like their like Everyone E was, squad. I don't. I mean, <laughs> so bad. I was kind of freaking out for a second at like ele- like eleven o'clock sharp because it certainly seemed like they were. I mean, they were acting like they were going right into the FCS game, right? Yeah. 
But, so, but then they said, all right, flip over to ABC. And it's like, oh, ah, they, okay. that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, the, the storyline going into this game, it was all about Anthony Edwards. I mean, you and I mentioned the game, but it's like Anthony Edwards. Like, it's just whenever you talk about this Georgia team, you have to bring him up. Or Anthony Edwards versus Isaac Okoro. Right. And then, you know, Isaac Okoro had enough of that. He, he, he makes the first three of the game for Auburn. And Auburn just, they did not help themselves out early. I mean, in the, eight, in the first eight minutes, you know, the first possession, Purifoy did a dumb pass, just kind of gave it mm-hmm. to Georgia. After Okoro made his first three in the air, balled the next one. McCormick did this weird possession, quick possession shot after uh, Auburn subbed for the first time. That was weird. Wiley gets hit with an illegal screen, and that was like his second quick foul in like the first eight minutes of the game. Javon did this weird dribble around and didn't want to pass it. Then he like threw up a terrible shot. Samir had a bad you know turnover shortly after that. And then once that was done, they're like, all right, we got all the stuff out of the way. Auburn proceeded to shoot for over 50, uh, 52%, may have been over 53%, but I said it last week. Auburn's eventually going to shoot for more than 50% against the team, and they're going to win by 20, and that's exactly what happened. And I don't think they're going to be able to do that night in and night out just because that's not the kind of team that this is. I don't think they're going to be super efficient, but their defense is going to allow. I think if Auburn shoots above 50%, they will win every game that that happens. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. Uh, what you were just talking about was mostly the first five minutes. They lost the first five minutes, 12 to 5. I thought the game was going too fast for them. Uh, I know that might sound funny because we're used to this Auburn team playing so quickly. And, and they do play very quickly. But, I mean, at that point, it was a, it was a track meet. I mean, they were getting up and down. Both teams launching three-pointers. It, it was... It seemed like Auburn was was trying to play Georgia's pace, playing with their hair on fire. And then after that first five minutes, they settled down. I don't know if it was the first substitute or what, but it mm-hmm. certainly seemed like Auburn settled down, settled into the game, slowed it down a little bit, got to a pace they were comfortable with, and just dominated the rest of the game. If you are a doctor or a nurse listening to the show right now, I would love for you to come over to the Auburn Network Studios, set me up an IV, and just inject... Alan Flanagan directly into my veins. He was the MVP of this game. He was so good. Offensively, defensively. I mean, he was, um, what, 20 minutes, 5 of 6 from the floor, 2 of 3 from 3. So as you pointed out on after the game when ESPN won a 6-7, he did not miss a two-pointer. Finished with 12, uh, 12 points. And then, I mean, he was he was a defensive cog for for what Auburn was doing with, um, with Anthony Edwards on the floor. So, yeah. For so going into the game, you know, since I was subbing in for you, Zach, on after the game, thank you. For one that. of the things I really wanted to do was track who was covering Anthony Edwards. All right, yeah, Painter so, kind of jabbed at you for taking a lot of notes. What'd your notes say? Look at all of your notes. What yeah. did they say? So, uh, you know, I, I tried to get as many possessions as I could that were actual possessions because, you know, a lot of times, what did you clarify as an actual guys. possession? Well, like in transition, a lot of times random people would just pick up, you know, you pick up the closest guy. Okay. And a lot of times they they took advantage of it. Um, there was a possession with bad transition defense. McCormick had to uh, had to pick up Edwards. Edwards got an assist for an open three-pointer. There was one time when they switched Cambridge on to Edwards and he got another assist. Dowdy led up an offensive rebound. Anthony, or not Anthony, um... Alan Flanagan was the primary defender on 
uh, on Anthony Edwards for the better part of the second half of the first half. Okay. So what would Which be the second Auburn quarter? Which is what Auburn pulled ahead. Yeah. Yeah. And he let up one assist. At one point, they switched to he got switched onto Macklemore, and Edwards got a layup. But I was just super, super impressed that they trusted Alan Flanagan in that situation. And it looked like the defensive strategy was to have Isaac Okoro playing on the guy who would be setting the pick. Yeah. So then the switch would be mm-hmm. Flanagan to Okoro. Right. And. I mean, it speaks to Okoro's versatility on defense. It speaks to how much they trust Flanagan being that primary on-ball defender. Two freshmen. and Yeah. Two freshmen. And then in the second half, it was the truest team effort I've ever seen. I mean, Okoro had him. Dowdy had him. Flanagan had him. McCormick picked him up th- three possessions in a row. Two of them were fouls. Mm-hmm. Um, Macklemore had him once, and, and that was bad. But whatever. Uh, it but, was but just, I mean, Edwards' stat line... I mean, I think this stat line is Javon McCormick on a bad night. I, I think this sounds just like a Javon McCormick stat line when he's off. 30 minutes, 6 of 15 from the floor, 2 of 9 from 3, 3 re- rebounds, 3 assists, just 18 points. And, like, that 18 points seems like a lot, but it's like, well, you shot the ball 15 times and 9 of them were threes. It's like, oh, you wasted a lot of possessions. Yeah, and you also shot nine free throws. So, I mean, he really shot it more than 15 That's true. Times. Like, uh, yeah, he was not good. Yeah, and, 4 of 11 from uh, from the free throw line. And, you know, I don't know if he got in his own head. You know, I, I think it, some folks are saying, you know, that the jungle, the Auburn student section, had an impact. They certainly may have. But whatever it was, Anthony Edwards was not was not good. Like, if that's the only game you watched him play— I've watched him play like three times. And that was by far the worst I've seen him. But yeah. if that's the only game, you know, an NBA scout was watching, it's like, well, he's physically what you want, but like that guy has no touch whatsoever. Yeah, on Twitter, I, I want to say Justin Ferguson, friend of the program and uh, host of the lunch break on ESPN 106.7, I want to say he tweeted out and was like, it looks like Anthony Edwards likes guys to be near him when he's shooting, but with Auburn's length, that's given him a lot of issues. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. I want to look at now what Auburn has next. Obviously, 15-0, is that, that record number for the program. So in order to tie that, you got to go to Tuscaloosa on Wednesday night, and you got to go to Gainesville on Saturday. Two tough games. You're seeing this movement on social media. A lot of people posting saying, hey, bought my ticket for Tuscaloosa, but... They're, uh, you know, everybody's like posting and like sharing StubHub links and Vivid Seat links and all that, saying like, "Hey, tickets are only twenty bucks. Let's fill this thing up because it costs over two hundred dollars to see a play at oh, home yeah. now." And I think there's going to be a lot of Auburn people in Tuscaloosa on Wednesday night. Wouldn't that be crazy? That would be nuts. That would be awesome. Do that, please. I had a friend. I know. You know, just looking at the metrics, there's a ton of you that live in Birmingham. A oh, ton yeah. of you listening live in Birmingham. Just pop over. It's like 45 minutes. Just go do it. Um, I had a friend who, who's in pharmacy school here, and 
she asked me if I thought that Auburn was going to beat Kentucky this year because her parents want to come to a game, but she doesn't want them to come to a game Auburn loses and have to pay $160 to get in. She's got to pay see more Auburn than that. Lose. And I was like, wait, the tickets to the Kentucky game are $160? She was like, yeah. I was like, well, that's way cheaper than they just wore for the game on Saturday. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's like $50 at least just get in price for the game on Saturday. Did, so, Did you see the video? And I know you're watching Laricha, so you may not be able to hear it. But before the game started, they showed Bruce Pearl talking to his guys in the locker room. Mm-hmm. Not uncommon. But, you know, he did the whole, like, this is Georgia. This is Georgia. I don't care about their record. I don't care who they got. Like, this is Georgia. That's not, they're not coming into our house and, you know, doing blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people were talking about, like, how fired up he was and, you know, how in the zone he was, even though Georgia's not that good of a basketball team. But I think the story is looking at the people watching him, like looking at the kids on the team, hanging on to every single word he has to say, or the student section or the students, you know, lined up outside when Bruce Pearl showed up with all these biscuits, brewskits. And that made their year. I mean, seeing some of these people like Bruce, I love you so much. You know, you hear all these people say, I love you, Bruce. But like, it is so genuine. I mean, what he has done is absolutely incredible. There's nothing else like it in college basketball. And he has fully taken on and embodied the university. Yeah. And what it stands for and what he stands for and whatever being an Auburn man means, it's Bruce Pearl. And like. It's so much fun to see, so much fun to watch, and you could tell that 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 game, that you know, being Georgia meant as much to him as it did to the kids from Atlanta on the team, mm-hmm. the all of the all the students and all the alumni that live in Atlanta are from Atlanta or, or the Georgia area as a whole. Like it, it is as important to Bruce, this guy from what Southern Indiana, mm. as it is to. All the people that live in this area and are from this area, I, I could sit here for an hour and just talk about how much I like Bruce Pearl. It's crazy. And I think it's because it's genuine. Yeah. It's genuine. I had a guest on my show. She runs a local nonprofit. But she was telling me how about two years ago is when she started following basketball here locally because of Bruce Pearl. And this was before they kind of turned the corner. But they were at some event. And uh, she's like, there's a lot of people there with a lot of money. But he came and, like, talked to, you know, my two-year-old and four-year-old boys at the time. And just the – he just cared. You know, it was about, like, five minutes or so, and he just kind of sat with them, you know, spent time with them. She's like, all right, I love Bruce Pearl now. And now, you know, he's taken off, mm-hmm. and Auburn's one of the best programs in the country, and they're recruiting at a, an extremely high level. But you look at the guys that aren't playing that much. You look at Alan Flanagan. You look at uh, Baba Tunde Akingbola. You look at Devin Cambridge. You look at, um, I mean, there, there's just, the, the list goes on. I mean, Turbo Jones finally got a, a few minutes. But, you know, there's a lot of people excited about Jalen Williams. The future's there. Oh, yeah. It's like Auburn's not reloading. Like, or they don't need to. Or they don't need to rebuild. They are yeah. re- they're going to reload after they lose a lot of talent this year. And fans fans are going to love basketball for a long time. Fans are going to love basketball for uh, for an absolutely... Um, long time. Do you have anything else you want to add about the basketball game on Saturday? We got, yeah. I got a little football I want to talk about. I saw a fun stat on Twitter. I'm not sure what the exact numbers are because uh, I didn't save the tweet, but I, I'm pretty sure it was for, it was from Blake Lavelle. Um, if you guys know, is who it pronounced that is. Lavelle? I think it's I think it's Lovell. Okay, Blake Lovell. Doesn't matter. What's up? Uh, he said it was like you want to know how how awesome Bruce Pearl's been at Auburn. 
In Bruce Pearl's first two seasons. Oh, this is a non-conference record? No. In Bruce Pearl's first two seasons, they won like 27 games or something total. Okay. And now they've won 27 of their last 28. <laughs> what? With their one loss coming in the final four to yeah. Virginia. Who, who won it all. That's wild. In a game that, you know, a lot of people think Auburn got screwed in. So. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. All right, let's talk a little. Uh, let's talk a little football. So, you're starting to see some publications put their way to early top 25 college football rankings for next year. Mm. This one's from Athlon Sports. I wanted to go through it with you. Mm. Give me. You haven't seen this list. I'm not. So, um, kind of give me your thoughts as we go through. I it. don't read, so love it. Podcaster for you. All right, number one, Clemson. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's got to be best two, quarterback in the country. Probably the best coach in the country. Two, uh, Ohio State. It's probably the second best quarterback in the country. Three Alabama. Uh, it's Alabama. Hard to, hard to argue. Four LSU. I don't love that one. A lot of lot of question marks there for LSU, but okay. Five Oklahoma. Uh, uh, cool. With a lot, it. lot of question with marks, it. but yeah, they'll be up. I mean, all right, here we go. You ready? Six Penn State. I don't know enough about Penn State's returning roster to comment about that, but I love James Franklin so. Seven is Florida. That's hard to argue with as well. Eight is Georgia. Um, with the commitment they got this weekend, that's <clears throat> warranted if they can figure out the offensive line, which it's Georgia. So, Number nine, Notre Dame. Yeah, I mean, it's Notre Dame. They're going to be in the top ten. Should Auburn be on there it. yet, you think? Um, I think you could definitely. To me, this is kind of where, like, all right, Auburn should be one of the next few. Yeah. You agree? Yeah. Ten is Wisconsin. Yeah, this is where Auburn should be. Right right in here. Wisconsin. 11 is Oregon. Oregon, yeah. Uh, well, I don't, that that's tough, but okay. Losing their, their quarterback. 12 is Michigan. Yeah, they're going to. The, Michigan and Notre Dame are those two schools that, like, they're going to be up there whether or not they deserve it. 13 is Minnesota. Uh, I believe Tanner Morgan's coming back. I think Minnesota's going to be really good next year. 14 is Texas. Yeah. Ready for this one? Yeah. 15 is A&M. Texas A&M. Just like last year. Yeah, it's like, oh, we're doing this again. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Then Auburn's at 16. Yeah. I, I, I don't like it. I think that's a little low, but... Maybe I'd be in a homer. I don't know. But I just, I don't... I guess... I don't think there's 15 teams in the country going into next season that are better than Auburn. I guess the counterpoint would be that they're losing the whole defensive backfield and the two best players on the defensive line and the whole but, offensive but, line. I, but, I mean, there are so many units that, uh, in, on the teams in front of them that are doing the same thing. I get I get you're just making the argument, but... And a little devil's advocate. Yeah, I don't. I struggle with, like, with how important quarterback and head coach are in college football. Mm-hmm. I mean, those are the two most important positions on the field. Right. I struggle to think 
that like Oregon with Cristobal and question mark are better than Gus and Bo. Mm-hmm. Um, same with Michigan, Harbaugh and question mark. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know Penn State's quarterback situation, but uh, the like Minnesota's I think is warranted them being up there. Wisconsin for sure. Because uh, they're bringing back Cone, Cohen, Cone. Has Jonathan Taylor announced what he's doing yet? I thought it, I assumed he was going. Maybe he hadn't announced. I think a lot of people assumed he was going, but I think he can come back. Yeah, he can. And I'm pretty sure he can. I think he's only he, a junior. If he came back, he would set like every record ever. Well, I don't think the NFL loves him. So, I mean, you're still going to make millions of dollars, but like you could live on in college football history yeah you'd be if he returns he'll be a at least a college football hall of famer and he might win a career husband depending on what else whatever else happens maybe a Mariota, if you will you think his was a career thing i mean he had a very good whatever junior year or senior year whatever it was but yes i think it was all a right. career thing yeah because no auburn one... at 16 is ridiculous to me and I, I just don't get, like, why are we doing the A&M thing again? You still got Kellen Mond back there. You know, going back to the, the head coach yeah. and the quarterback situation. Like, Kellen Mond's not your answer. I, de- little devil's advocate here. I don't believe this. I'm going to say it anyway. Okay. I think the idea is that another year with Jimbo, he'll improve. We just did that last year. Mm-hmm. But I, I think that's the idea is that he'll get better and then they'll be better. But they also lost their best receiver to the I just draft. know so much about college football, especially preseason rankings, is about branding yeah. and hype and, you know, what that logo especially means. Especially like way when you look too at, early. Sure. Texas and, being on there is a... That is, that, is, that is a Texas thing. That's tough. Yeah, that's tough. Although the offense hasn't been the problem under Herman. Um, uh-huh. The defense has been the problem. Right. And it was, again... La- I think they lost eight defensive starters going into last season, and then a bunch of guys got hurt. So the defense was like really, really bad. Sure. And, and then I, when you play Joe Burrow, that's like yeah. that's a not a good combo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although Texas put up the second best fight against LSU all season. You're right. Maybe third best if you want to count Florida. In you there, count Oklahoma. That was a joke. Where can people find you and hear you? Uh, follow me on Twitter at Couch Potato. I'm on the lunch break for the last segment of the hour. Both hours on ESPN 106.7. Oh, my gosh. Hold on. Oh, my gosh. Hold on. What did you do? I don't know. Okay. That was weird. That was weird. I don't know what I just did. (laughs) Don't worry. We'll cut it. Yeah, we'll cut that out. (laughs) Yeah, we're totally cutting that out. Follow me on Twitter at CouchPapDato. My recording software went crazy. I'm on Twitter at Z Blackerby. The show's on Twitter at Locked on Auburn. That was so weird. Okay. He hit a button. Just, to, just to, I saw him hit something on the keyboard. And I don't know what button I hit. I got to figure that I got to fix it now. I, <laughs> I hope the whole file's there. All right. We'll see you tomorrow. This has been another edition of the Locked on Auburn podcast. What in the world? It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. 
part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.